peace guys, this is Ibu the Annie Star, host of the Dynasty Podcast. This is the 4th of July episode, and I'm um, happy to be here, man. This is the midpoint of the year, I'm talking about July 4th. It's the birth of the country. So they say, so it is. We'll talk about that as the podcast goes on. But um, this is going to be like a, a recap kind of episode. 4th of July marks the midway point of the year. And um, as we speak, I'm at episode 25. It's a big thing, man. A lot of stuff happened in 2020, man. It started off with us losing Kobe. Then um, we get hit with a global pandemic. Everything shut down. And then surprise, racism is back. <laughs> like it never left, right? Because it didn't. But um, we're going to talk about all that stuff, man. So it's Ewood with Annie Star, Dynex Podcast, 4th of July episode. Let's get into it. So as fans of the podcast, you noticed that the last um, 10 days or so, I put out four podcasts, four live podcasts, because I've been experimenting with the whole uh, sports te- sportscaster.com network. And, um, you know, I got invited to it by um, Simeon Russell from the Nothing But Knicks podcast. So he got a group of um, of his guys together and, and along, along with me. And um, we're, we're just going to be um, throwing out some streams, man, doing some live podcasts and participating in that, that whole um, that genre. But, um, you know, I'm still, um, you know, uh, I want to say loyal to the to the audio basis. I love audio podcasts. I'm a fan of audio podcasts. I, I listen to a lot of stuff, especially when I'm traveling and stuff like that. So I know how important it is. So I want to stay true to the whole audio thing. And um, I felt it was only right for me to give a, a recap uh, this week in an audio format just um, so you guys could, um, could follow what's going on here. So like I said, the last 10 days, I put out four podcasts, man. That's kind of like, that's kind of busy for for one podcast week, man. But, um, you know, the, we started off on, on um, June 24th, at which I did a NBA Restart plus Knicks Coaching Search um, podcast. Um, that was episode 89. Then you got episode 90. It was a front office waiver wire um, equals boom. That was the title of that one. Uh, you got episode 91, Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time in 2010. And also episode ninety two, which is um just came out <laughs> twenty two hours ago, which was uh perfect off season. So um they you know these all these um topics are basically all the hot topics that's going on with the Knicks at the moment, and um you know I'm I'm definitely gonna have more to go more to come. I'm actually doing another another show hopefully this week with um Slizzy Take. A lot of guys seem to seem to like us when we when we uh, hook up together. So um I mean um pause you know not in that way you know what I mean. But um, you know, when we guys get together, do these do these shows, that'll be probably our, our uh, sixth or seventh show that we've done together. So that that'll that'll be dope, man. So um, tune in for that. But um, I just want to talk about you know, and just in brief, um, what was going on here with the restart, man. Like the you know, I'm I'm like totally against it at this point. You know, social injustice plays a part. The co the COVID nineteen plays a part, and then now now you you just um you know like people don't like don't don't like to have their routines messed up. And um, this restart and starting so late, we, we're talking about starting like like now in July, end of July, you know, end of July. So when does the season end? You're talking about the season's going to end when the next season's supposed to start. So then when when does next season start? You know, in January. See, this, this is what I'm talking about. I, I don't I don't want to have shortened seasons. I don't I don't want to if you know, every everybody wants their way of life to stay have some kind of normalcy, right? So at, at this at this point in time, just delete the NBA season. You know, at this point right now in July, July fourth, we we should be talking about free agents right now. The Knicks should be um should be back on the on front um burner, getting smoked by the by the New York media talking about all the people that we that we couldn't sign or trade for. You know, that's that should be the news right now. We shouldn't be talking about start restarting the NBA. This is like a, this is like another season. This is like a pseudo season in like an, in the, in the middle of the off season. 
This is all fucking bullshit. I don't, I don't know what, what's going on behind the scenes with the government. Maybe the government is pushing them to do this. I don't, I don't know what's going on here. But um, in, in my heart, I feel like this season needs to start. Needs to stop. Stop the bullshit. Cut it out. Let's get this. Um, find out more information about this virus. Find out more information about the stuff that's going on in in this country and in this world. And then let's um, just just do a hard um, hard uh, restart. Um, beginning with next season in um in October. You know what I'm saying? So um, yeah, that's 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 um my basic feeling on, on that man. Because I mean, it's 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 just not fair. It's not fair at this point. Because you want to talk about the kids, the kids they can't even um play basketball at this point. They haven't they 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 um canceled their season. So what happened to the student athletes? Nobody seems to care about them. You know they might they might not even start next year. The, their college season might might be um uh, canceled next year as well. So there's a, there's a lot of factors going on on here right now. So you know you know things need to stop because like the NBA, like I said, they they're impacting these young people. A lot of these guys that that um plan to do um, one and done. Maybe they don't want to go to college. You know, maybe maybe they say, you know what, I'm not gonna like risk not playing ball for a whole year. I'm just gonna go pro somewhere else, and then I'll I'll do the NBA next year. You got to give these guys options. Right now, uh, the NBA is kind of like um, kind of like putting a stranglehold on on things. Uh, you know, for lack of a better word. But um, uh, man, you know, I know that's weird to to say coming from a podcaster, because um, especially a, a sports podcaster, because this is the topic. The topic is is um the Knicks basketball. If there's no Knicks um, basketball to be played, then what is there to talk about? There's there's always something to talk about. At the moment, the Knicks are not even um on the bubble. You know they they pulled you know they, we got pulled out the bubble and they didn't not even want to put us into the Chicago bubble to um to play over there. Now um you know why why did, why Chicago? You know what what happened to Chicago that, that that we need to have NBA basketball in Chicago? Does it have to do with all the shootings that's going on over there? They didn't want the NBA to go to Chicago to distract the black people in, in um in Chicago from shooting each other. It's like, <laughs> you know, I hate to, I hate to laugh, man, but you know sometimes you think about things like you know things happen, but people don't mention it, people don't think about it, people don't say anything about it, and then when you say it, then it's just like, <laughs> wow, you know, I never thought of that. You know what I'm saying? So you know it's all it's all a big distraction. I just wish it would stop. Same thing with the COVID. I just wish the COVID would just go away so we can get back to normal. You know, I wish I wish that um, people would stop being racist. That that way we can just get to some kind of normalcy in this world. You know, I, I you know I just wish um the NBA would just stop. You know, 1994. I mentioned it before on the show. 1994, um, uh, MLB had a lockout. You know, so you know they had a shortened season. You know, they did. You know, I, I mentioned in that podcast that they didn't give any awards. They did actually give uh, different awards. I think Frank Thomas got the MVP. Shout out to um to my guy um CTA Frank, uh he's um he's my source on that on the issue. Thank you for shouting that out, man. But um, you know he brought that to my attention that MLB '94 they had a lockout. So I mean, what's the what's the problem then? What why can't we just lock out the NBA? That's that's why you know I'm saying that there might be something else, you know, behind the scenes with with this that 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 we're just not like um privy of, you know. So anyway, there will be no Knicks basketball basically until next January. Cause the Knicks, they pulled themselves out of Chicago. Anyway, they pulled themselves out the out the equation, um, which they should. We have um, nothing but uh, free agents on the roster and nothing but young guys. Young guys and free agents. You know what I'm saying? So that's not a good mix. We don't want our young guys to get hurt. God forbid R.J. Barrett comes out there and gets hurt. What what purpose would that serve if, um, if we're not even going to be part of the playoffs? You know what I'm saying? And then um, what purpose does serve Bobby Portis getting injured and then not being able to sign another contract next year? 
It just, it just doesn't make any sense. You know, Will Wayne Ellington and some of the older guys and stuff like that. It's not beneficial for them to even be out there. You know, if they, if they're gonna um, do scrimmages, they might as well just do scrimmages. You know, um, in 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 a, t- a traditional off season sense, let them go to um to um Lifetime um gym and work out out there with Chris Brickley and those guys. I ra- I rather them do that. I rather them work out getting trying to get better than um than actively trying to um be a professional basketball player right now. You know, I want to see guys um, working on their skills because that's that's beneficial for the Knicks. You know, um, going into um, which will be uh, the real season next year, whenever that freaking starts, because you know. This is asterisk like a motherfucker, you know, if, if this season starts. You know, I don't care who wins. And right now, the way things are going, the only team that doesn't really have anybody that's, that's definitely not coming back is, is freaking um the Lakers. The Lakers, um, all the, the whole roster is going to come back. So LeBron James is going to run the run the um, the gauntlet because um the, half the Clippers roster, you know, some of the guys on their roster, plus um their staff and stuff like that all came down with the coronavirus. You're talking about... um. Uh, Lou Williams might not play, and maybe some other guys might not play on, on that team. Then you just go down the line for every other team. Every other team has has issues, whatever. Where people are not going to show up, whatever. But um, the the Lakers um, they don't seem to, uh, they don't seem to have anybody. You know, you want to talk about Dwight Howard? You know, that's not really uh like losing anything because they still they still have plenty of big men on that team too um, to cover the big man area. You know what I'm saying? So it's just uh you know it just kind of just bugged out this this um this whole thing. But um, like I said, um, the, the Knicks are out of it, so that's great. As a Knicks fan, I don't care. <laughs> you know, like I want to preserve uh, our our um, ability to to get better as a franchise. You know, and I think the Knicks have been doing a great job. We went and revamped the front line. I mean, the the front office. So I don't want to hear anybody talk about the front office and at all. You know what I'm saying? Oh, they need to get to get rid of this. Oh, they need to fire Dolan. They oh, they need to uh, fix the front office. If you're not paying attention, you know, that, that means that you're not following this podcast. You're not following Knicks podcast in general. You know, um, the Knicks revamped their, their front office. We went and signed all the, um, the the young and even some of the older elders out there. They're, they're brilliant basketball minds, um, respected um, people around the league. We brought them together in one big initiative. You know what I'm saying? It's like Avengers assembled out this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? As far as the Knicks front office is, is concerned. So we're in good hands, man. Leon Rose, number one. Uh, you know, World Wide West is his number two. We still got Scott Perry. Yeah, I thought Scott Perry has been doing a great job since he's gotten here. You know, he, he's been instrumental in, in getting uh, Steve Mills out of here, so kudos to him. Then you just go down the line. We got the kid, the, the kid, the, uh, the, uh, the grown man, the, the elder from um, Utah. Everyone seems to, to have great praise for him. He had his own show on, on, on Utah Jazz for the draft um, because he's the, the, the guru for the, for the young people. So, so that's an asset right there. And um, we got um, we got like what, like four different um young uh, young up and coming execs to jump into the organization. Come on, man! I don't want to hear no shit. I just don't want to hear about it anymore. You know, any anybody out there that follows the podcast that knows me personally, or if you're just having a bump bump into me in the street and whatever, yo, that's Ewood Any Star hosting the Dynasty podcast. Believe it or not, that's happening. So you know, don't don't laugh. You know, but um, you know, if you see me out there, you know, I don't want to hear no shit about Dolan. I don't want to hear no shit about the front office. Okay. Like if the, you're obviously not following the podcast if if um if um you don't know my thoughts on that. So anyway, you know that that's um that's that's it in in a nutshell, man. And then um you know going forward, it's all about the coaching search. So um you know there's plenty of candidates, whatever. We're interviewing everybody. That seems to be a joke too. Everything the Knicks do is a damn joke. Oh, they interviewing this guy, interviewing that guy, interviewing that guy. You know the only joke that I see is um the New York sports media. These these guys they keep on um, making reports. 
you know, saying that this is what's going to happen. But then they make const- you know, a bunch of other reports, and then they'll make another report saying that the Knicks are stupid about this and this and that. You know, like like whatever, man. It's a big media spin. But you know, same thing with with um, social stuff. Same thing with the COVID. Same thing with anything. There's always a spin, but somewhere in between there, that there there is some some kind of um, uh, truth. You know. So you just have to read between the lines, you know, and, and sometimes when you read between the lines, you see a middle finger, man. So, you know, you can stick that, stick that way wherever you want to. But, um, you know, the Knicks do need need a coach. You know, there's a lot of talk about, uh, you know, just keeping Mike Miller as a lame duck coach until maybe next year. Doc Rivers is now in the mix of, of the coaching um, searches and stuff like that. You know, you know, from from um, from history, you know. We uh we we need to uh, we need to uh, learn from history, you know. That goes with anything in life, you know. Anything that I said, COVID, you know, we got the the Spanish flu, the um that the the first the, the excuse me the, the last uh, major epidemic, which was the Spanish flu, uh you know, uh the stuff that's going on in this country with with um social uh you know, you know, racism and all stuff that's going on in this country, it's been going on since this country's in- inception. It's been going on since um um. Uh, people quote unquote discovered uh, this America. You know what I'm saying? This is crazy, man. So you have to find the truth within the smoke, man. So who are the Knicks gonna hire as a coach? You know what I'm saying? We we uh, we have a, a a front office that suggests a certain thing that uh, we want to be prepared. You know, we want to have bright minds in the room, people in the, in the know, everybody in the mix. Draft board is up, but they want to attack it. Bang. You know what I'm saying? So if you if you think of it in that way in the in the war room because we 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 got generals we we got all the right right minds that you need to start a great organization because um face it we're basically starting now because um Dolan is not in the picture he hasn't said anything he's not involved they're hiring basketball people right now right now the basketball people are in the room you know so um so what what do we do next we need a coach that's gonna blend in with this so look at all the coaching um candidates and you tell me who's gonna fit in there with that. I know a lot of people talk about uh, Tom Thibodeau. I don't think Tom Thibodeau fits into this into this mix. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people still talking about um, Mark Jackson. I don't think Mark Jackson fits into this mix either. You know, um, Jeff Van Gunny definitely doesn't fit into the uh, mix, this mix like that. These these are strong-minded coaches, whatever. They have their own big personalities and stuff like that. The media is going to eat that alive. They're going to put the the coach against the front office and stuff like that. You have to be ready for things like this. So these type of figureheads, in my opinion, I don't think they, the, the Knicks should um should hire these type of guys. What we do need is a hard worker, someone that that, that we can trust to coach this team, you know, and not not just uh coach uh style or coach uh you know somebody that's gonna yell at the guys and really push them hard to do the what they're gonna do, you know, uh, blow hard, yelling and screaming. We need a tactician. We need somebody that knows the game that's gonna coach the game. And it's going to coach to, um, to the players that he has on the roster. You know what I'm saying? So you have to look down the list and, and figure out who that's going to be. It might not be any of these big names that we keep mentioning. Like, um, as far as big names that has been mentioned, and I personally like Kenny Atkinson. You know, I don't know where it comes from, but people say that Kenny Atkinson is a player's coach. And then and then somebody somebody had the nerve to say that um, that Kenny Atkinson was, um, was playing certain guys' favoritism and stuff like that. You know, just um, letting them shoot, letting them do what they're going to do. But um, this is basketball, man. Like when it, when it comes to certain things, you have to give the ball to to your best players. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, you know, you know, you want to talk badly about him. I don't like the dude personally. I don't like Spencer Dinwiddie. But who else is going to shoot the ball if if Kyrie and these guys are not there? You know, Kyrie was hurt. 
Um, you know, Kyrie wasn't even on the team the year before, and uh, Kevin Durant is still not playing. He'll, he'll be there next year. You know, Kyrie will be there next year. But in the meantime, uh, you got to play who you got. Spencer, Spencer Dinwiddle is the best player on that team, so who should be taking the shots? Spencer Dinwiddle, right? And if you look at Spencer Dinwiddle's um, stats, he's, he's um, put up great numbers and stuff like that. You got the other, the other, um, the other guy that I can't get his name or whatever, but he had like an explosion. Um, in, in the recent year before he, um, I think he broke his ankle or something like that. And it's some weird ass, um, you know, injury. But, um, he was having a breakout year himself. You know, so, you know, people want to um, talk about developing and stuff like that. How do you, how do these players, um, develop? You know? Like, don't you want that to happen to the Knicks? Don't you want, uh, Kevin Knox to get more minutes to show him how to see if he could play? Don't you want to see Franklin Aquina playing 40 minutes, 35, 40 minutes a game? Just so you can see what he can do? Isn't that what they say in New York? So if Spencer Dinwiddie is getting getting minutes with the Nets, um, you know, isn't that developing the talent that you have? Spencer Dinwiddie is still pretty young. Isn't that like um, the same thing that you want to do with Frank? But um, Frank is um, nowhere near as good as Spencer Dinwiddie. <laughs> I'm freaking like choking on choking on my spit here. You know, I, I, a lot of times I just feel like Knicks fans they just they just like to just hear themselves talk really. Not, there's not, they're not speaking with any logic, you know. Now, a lot of people that that call themselves smart, intelligent, civilized people, uh, a lot of times they they're just more uh, wrapped in into their own mind, their own world that they can't see what the hell is happening, what what the hell is going on. So anyway, back to Kenny Atkinson. I think Kenny Atkinson, you know, judging by you know what he what he's done in his career as far as the um, the worker that, that he's been as a coach, the the just the energy that he puts on on the floor, and then the manner in which his teams play. His play teams play hard. You know, um, Kyrie, Ir Kyrie Irving was hurt most of the year. So, again, Spencer Dinwiddle and, and um, Joe Harris and all these other guys had to step up and play. He he started basically a small forward at power forward. You know, and then, um, you know, he had, he started that um, the, the other young weirdo-looking um, um, center over, um, you know, DeAndre Jordan. So, you can't say that he's catering to certain stars or whatever. He's, he's playing his best players. I just don't get it, man. So anyway, you know, if um, Kenny Atkinson could bring that that type of um, mentality to to New York, especially with the way the front office is going, then it's a it's a, it's a perfect marriage in my opinion. But um, there's some of these other guys like um, uh, Ime Udoku, uh, some of the other guys you can run down the line. I'm not, I'm not familiar with with, them, with these guys or whatever because a lot of them don't have coaching experience. But um, you have to you have to see who's gonna fit into the into the room, you know, because um, all these guys that we build in the front office they're gonna be in the draft room. The coach is going to be there too. The coaching staff is going to be there too. Everybody's going to be in the mix. This, 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 this is um, this um strikes me as, as an error that we that we're done with um secrets. We're done with um closed door stuff. We're done with um just the front office doing that thing and the coach doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Has no say. I think um I think those days are over. You know, much like the rest of the world, the days of being ignorant is over. You know, everyone is transparent now. Everybody's working together. So the, the same thing should happen with the Knicks. I, you know, I, I just really hope that that's what's, what's going to happen. So whoever they decide to pick as coach of the New York Knicks, I hope that um, they pick somebody that does blend in. And uh, me, like I said, me personally, I don't want to have nothing to do with Doc Rivers, uh, Tom Thibodeau, any of these type of guys, these blowhards, these big personality guys, whatever. I, I want a coach. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't want an, a, a fucking asshole to um, to be a figurehead for, for um, you know, sometimey Knicks fans, you know? I just don't need it, you know. I don't need somebody to call the um, New, York, New York sports media, because um, you know, if you if you if you haven't got that through your head yet, we are the sports media. 
we are the sports media as, as Knicks fans. You know, I know that these sports guys, they put out the information and we, we feed off the stuff that they put out. But it's, at the same time, um, the teams themselves can do that. You know, we can do that as, as podcasters and, and as bloggers, you know, as people on, on, on um, Instagram, Instagram um, pages, you know, Facebook pages. You know, just the fans in the forums. We are the we're the voice of the team, not not the sports um, writers. You know what I'm saying? So we need to reverse this um, this um, thought process, and um, and and evolve as 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 um, fans of the, t- of the team. Like I said, this is still a parallel with with real life too. And so, you know, sports is supposed to get us away from it, but it's still a parallel. And um, we need we need to learn from um, from what's been going on with us. Yeah. So I want to talk more about the sins of the past now. Um, you can go to every era of, of um, the Knicks, and you can just bring up, um, you know, stuff that just went wrong, stuff that we just did, did that was just absolutely stupid, or um, you know, or just something financially that we just totally like dropped the ball on. You know, you can go as far back as Richie Garen. You can go as far back as Walt Frazier. You know, with the Walt Frazier trade. You know, you can go as far back as Bob McAdoo or what they did with him. You know, even even down to uh, Michael Ray Richardson, um, Bernard King. You know, we traded a Ross Strickland. You know, even even um, further down the line, when um, when we um, traded Ewing, you know, you know, it's, it's just crazy, man. Like uh, even even um, before that, the, the '99 years with Allen Houston. Why did we do that? Why did you know, you know, so much opportunities to, to get better, you know? And um, we just we just messed up. Even the Donnie Walsh years when we had the money to, to do certain things, and then we um, we overrided him and we went and got mellow too early. So we we messed up, messed up so many different times. Then you want to talk about 2010. So, like I said, this is a recap episode. So, 2010 um, was the was LeBron year. That was written ever since LeBron came through. You know that 2010 would be the big year. Okay. Fast forward to the decision. He goes to Miami. We all understand this now after the fact that the reason why he went to Miami because Miami was able to um, secure three max slots for, for him to get three max players. So that's it. That was that's the whole story. But um, you know the same sports media that always tells us lies that throws stuff out there that spins to spin us. Especially a dude named um, Bill Simmons, you know, guys like this, they don't care a fuck about the Knicks. The Knicks, then, oh, well, excuse me, they care a fuck about the Knicks because the Knicks is what's g- keeping them rich. Because every time you look around, they got another story that's coming out their mouths about the Knicks and stuff. So, um, you know, you want you want to even talk about Leon Rose? Leon Rose was actually in the mix of that too, because Leon Ro- Rose was um was the one that that was um you know representing LeBron James at the time. So anyway, supposedly he was gonna come to the Knicks now. Hindsight now is 2020. If Leon Rose was the the head, um, the the agent of LeBron James, that means that he probably was on his way to becoming a Nick, you know. But like I said, the the real reason why that he didn't come to the Knicks is because Miami was able to get three three slots. Shortly after that, Leon Rose is not representing LeBron anymore. Now it's Maverick Carter and Rich Paul and those guys, his people, you know, that 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 that, that um he built the team around, you know, to to build his brand and stuff like that. Now fast forward. Um, 2020, 10 years later after that, you can see what LeBron James was, was up to. He's trying to build his global brand and things that he wants to do, his legacy. And um, it was a great decision in hindsight. At the time, we all were pissed, of course. But don't throw salt on, 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 on old wounds, you know. Stop ripping, stop cutting open old old scars, you know. This is 2020. The Knicks are in a good place right now. We don't need to be um, aggravated by something that happened 10 years ago. You know, like cut it out. Like, like we, if if you're a real a real fan of the team, and you know the ins and outs of what's 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 happening, then um then you know the truth. So hearing a stupid article by Bill Simmons, that should automatically bam just fucking just like, 
you know, you, you should be like, you know, dodging that and throwing a punch right back because you know, you know the truth. So why are you, why are you dealing with the bullshit? You know, why, why are you even, even saying anything about it? You know, it's just crazy, man. Then, um, you know, aside for, aside from the 2010 thing, like, like, uh, you want to talk about Chris Paul, Chris Paul is, is going to make, be making super max 40 something million in a couple years. Right now he's making basically 40 million. Next year, next year definitely he'll be making forty-one million. So my my thing is like like what have we learned throughout the history of the Knicks about signing uh, or signing or trading for overhill players that, that are making max money? What have we learned? But yet and still people say, "Yo, we need to get Chris Paul because we need to fix the culture of the team." Is that is that what's happening? Is that what is that what's happening right now? How many times before did, did we um, go and get guys that, that were like over the hill players, you know, you know, guys that that we got and signed for all this money, and then they get here and they break down because they, they you know they were done. Joakim Noah is one of them. That was the most recent one. You know, you can just go down the line through the Knicks history of all the different guys that we signed or traded for that we had no business doing that. You know, Mo Cheeks. Mo Cheeks retired the, the, the year after um, we traded um, Rush Strickland for him. You know, Rush Strickland at that time still had like another freaking because I mean he played until he was damn near thirty-eight years old. You know, so we're talking about a guy that had another fifteen years or so of playing time, and we traded him for a guy that retired the next year. It's just the same old same old Knicks if we if we go for CP3. Now, um, the the newest thing now is is um Devin Booker. Devin Booker is uh, is on the thing because again we have another player that's um being that used to be represented by Leon Rose. Now Leon Rose is not representing anybody. Because he's um, the GM of the Knicks. I mean, excuse me, the president of the Knicks now. So that whole um, you know agent stuff is out the window. They had to cut ties to that stuff because there's a, there's a, a fine line between tampering and and a whole bunch of other stuff. You know, you can, you can probably get into like um, uh, jail time for for some of the stuff that you can get yourself involved in if you're still involved in that world. So anyway, they're not. But um, he's still represented by CAA. So there could be like a, a handshake thing, that type of thing going on, but um, uh, know your history. LeBron, LeBron James was was, um, was being represented by CAA, so um, you know, of course, you know, you're gonna have the the tie, the the front door is wide open for for Devin Booker to get here, uh, but you know, you still have to uh, take it with a grain of salt because anything can happen at this point, this point in time. But um, you know, Devin Booker, uh, Devin Booker's not 35 years old, you know. That's that's the that, that's um uh, Chris Paul's age, you know. Flip that you know around. The uh, Devin Booker is twenty three. <coughs> Excuse me, I, I, you know I, I'm choking on my own spit. Devin Booker is twenty three years old. There's Knicks fans out there that are so angry. It's like, oh no, why are we gonna trade for Devin Booker for? We gonna get draft picks up for this that, and the other? He's twenty three, fam. He's twenty three years old. He's not even in his prime yet. It, this is a guy that averaged 26 points a game two years in a row. 24 in, in that, the year before before those two years. You know what I'm saying? So we got a, we got a kid that, that's an elite two-guard in the NBA right now. You know, didn't, didn't the guy score like like 2,000 points in one game um, like last year or so? What did he score like 70-something points? This is the type of guy that, that this kid is. He's only 23. Right now he's 23. So you mean to tell me that that that's not worth giving up draft picks for? You know, that's not worth paying the money for. But you want to pay Chris Paul forty something million at thirty five years old? 
You're gonna want you want to pay him 44 at 37 years old? What are you talking about? So anyway, if you believe that we could trade for Chris Paul, because we can, we have the assets for it. You know, so if you believe we could trade for for Chris Paul, then we can trade for for Devin Booker as well. Devin Booker is making 33, 33, 30 million. I think 30 million right now. 29 million uh, going on 30 million right now. So if we go by, let's say we, let's say use the number um, 29 because I don't have the numbers in front of me at this at this moment. Let's say we go by 20 um, 29 million, right? Uh, uh, how much does Junior Julius Randle make? It's almost basically a mirror contract. You know, maybe you might have to throw in a sweetener. We got plenty of those. Dennis Smith Jr. is the, is the main one. We could send Dennis um, Dennis Smith Jr. and Julius Randle to to Phoenix for um, for Devin Booker. On paper, you know it works, but you know skill, you know what you what you're getting back for for that type of talent doesn't doesn't work. Um, and giving a second round pick is not going to cut it either. So the Knicks have a surplus of, of um, first round picks. You know we we got the number one pick this year. We got uh, a late first round pick this year. We got uh, like two picks, to, like two Dallas picks in the in the future, and we still got all of our remaining picks going forward. So I mean, the Knicks, the Knicks, if they wanted to, they can give up some of that for for Devin Booker. So let's say, let's keep it simple. Give up um, Julius Randle. That's definitely got to be the centerpiece. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. still has talent in this league. You know what I'm saying? He still has the potential to to break out and be a starter in the NBA. Let him go to Phoenix. Phoenix not trying to do nothing over there. You know, they, they, they were trying to get rid of um, some of the guys that they have over there. You know, and they love point guards. They love to have extra point guards. So send Dennis Smith over there. Maybe Dennis Smith might go out there and make a name for himself in Phoenix with no um, media out there. Nobody gives a fuck about Phoenix. You know, so, so maybe, maybe he'll go to Phoenix and, and resurrect his career out there. You know, so that, that that's that's a good thing for him. Um, this first round pick this year, we can't, we can't trade that one. That one we, we will have to hold tight, you know. But um, that... Late first round pick we can get rid of definitely. Uh, those two Dallas picks that we got from Dallas we can get rid of those too. You know, I don't really don't want to give three picks away, but um, two first round picks um, and plus Julius Randle, Dennis Smith Jr. to um, to Phoenix for for Devin Booker. I think you got to do that, fam. You know, if you would do that for um, if you would do um, you know aside from the first round picks, if if you would do that trade for um, for Chris Paul and absorb the rest of that that, that money. Then you could do this trade, no problem. So anyway, Devin Booker is ours, slotted right into the two guard spot for the, for like the next, cause he's 23. You're talking about the next 10 years, 10 years playing at at that 26 point a game level more than likely. You know, you know, God forbid he gets hurt or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So two guard spot is locked down. Bam. With that first round pick, you know, cause we have to keep it. What if we get what if we get um um Levar Ball there? So now you're talking about Levar, not not Levar Ball, um the Miller Ball. And um and Devin Booker in the backcourt. Sounds good to me. I didn't forget about RJ. RJ will be the small forward. It works for me. You know what I'm saying? You got a big three right there. Mitchell Robinson in the mix. How 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 much better does he get? Now we have, we have a hold at the power forward spot. Um, we have guys in our organization um in the, from the G League. You're talking about Wooten and some other guys that we could just slide up in there and throw them in the, in the, into the power forward spot. You know, maybe maybe we can even slide Kevin Knox over. Maybe Kevin Knox, everybody seems to think he's a power forward, so maybe he can go to be the be the power forward for us. Pa- um, um, Kevin Knox at the power forward, RJ at the three, Devin Booker at the two, the um, uh, Miller Ball at um, point guard, and Mitchell Robinson at center. Let's go. Let's grow. Let's do it. Sounds good to me.
even if we don't let's say even even if we don't um draft um Lamella Ball, um let's say we don't do that, then you go for Obi Toppin at the four. All right, so now you got Obi Toppin at the four, you got RJ at the three, Mitch at the Mitch at the um at the five, uh Devin Booker's here now. Who do you put at the point guard spot? Uh, we still have money left over, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen. So why not um, try to uh, squeeze in some of that money, maybe even a player signing trade type of thing, and um, and try to get um, uh, your boy from um, from Toronto. And I keep forgetting the freaking guy's name. Let me let me let me go into the let me go into the to the data banks here. Uh, what's the guy's name, man? I keep forgetting the freaking guy's name. That is aggravating sometimes. You're talking about Van Fleet. Lord help me. That guy needs to change his name. But we're talking about Van Fleet. We still have enough money for him. How much can Van Van Fleet um possibly um ask for? You know what I'm saying? He, he's never made like like super money as it is. But he does deserve an upgrade. So I mean if you offer him the same amount of money that, that you gave Julius Randle, Knicks actually have close to that amount of money. You know, it maybe we might might need to make another trade or something like that to, to make it to make the money work or something. But we can we can get um Van Fleet also. So you're talking about Van Fleet. You're talking about Devin Booker. You're talking about RJ. You're talking about Mitch and Obi Toppin. Let's go. I just revamped the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? So that's basically a recap of the last four podcasts that I did in the last 10 days. So, I mean, you know, I hope you enjoy this podcast, but you can go back to the other ones and support those too, you know, just to listen to what I had to say. Because they, they also were live too, so you can see the evolution of, um, of, of this show with the live show. And um, just just see how 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 it's going now, and then just look forward to how much better it's gonna get as it goes along. Yeah, so back again, guys. This is the Fourth of July episode. This is this has been a recap episode of the, of the last week or so, basically the last year. This is episode twenty five, man. It's been a big journey, you know, journey with the podcast. I'm, I'm trying to get better. This audio thing, like I said, I, I'm an audio podcast. I love the audio experience, you know, because I, I listen to audio podcasts myself. So, you know, I'm happy to, to be at service to, to, to people that, um, that need it while you're driving and stuff like that. You know, I, I get some feedback from people. You know, I, I wish to get more feedback. So please hit me up anywhere that you see Dianix Podcast, man. Uh, my email is dianixblog at gmail.com. Uh, of course, Dianix Podcast on Instagram, Dianix PC on Twitter, uh, Dianix on Facebook. Anywhere that you, that you see me. Hit me up. You can even text me, man. I, I have a new uh, new number that you could text me at 646-470-1727. You can actually text me there, and um, you know, make sure you identify yourselves. That, that way, I can save you your information, so we, we can continue the, that conversation if you wish. You know what I'm saying? So you know, there's plenty of different ways to, to contact me, man. So if you like what you're hearing, you know, um, uh, and you want to give me some feedback, please please do so, man. Interact with the kid. So anyway, this is um. The 4th of July episode, man. So I, I just want to talk about, uh, you know, what's been happening with this country and stuff like that. There seems to be confusion. So um, let me let me pull it up as reference, man, because um, you want to talk about uh, the Knicks um, thing. Like, uh, you know, everyone's everyone's offended by everything nowadays, you know. So it's, every time something happens, oh, you should have did that. Oh, you should have did that. Oh, you didn't do that. Oh, that's offensive to me. And that makes me feel weird. All right, cool, man. But, um, you know, we're talking about the 4th of July. And um, the Knicks put out a post for the Fourth of July. Now, listen, you can't um, you can't chastise people for 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 uh, making a post about something that's been happening. You know that we've been that um, this country's been doing since its inception, which is celebrate the birth of the country. Okay, cool. We've been doing that. 
you know, there's an influx of people that are awake now. They, they, they're starting to understand their history, learn their history of, the, of this country. And that's great. But, um, you know, you can't expect everybody to jump on, on it just like, have you, like, like you have, you know. A lot of you are, are just new to this being, being aware of your surroundings, you know, being aware of, of, of your history. You're just new to it from this year, 2020, because now everybody has time. We haven't been working. Everybody's at home, so they can actually sit down and, and um, do some research, a.k.a. Google. You know, some basic information about stuff, you know, like, uh, you know, Black Wall Street. I keep mentioning that like crazy because that was like really like the first terror terrorist attack, major terror terrorist attack where people were bombed. American citizens were bombed by other American citizens due to the color of their skin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The audacity, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, Google that, you know, they, they might call it a, the massacre. They might call it a riot. It wasn't a riot, fam. It wasn't a mass. It, it was a massacre. Yes, it, w it wasn't a riot though. So anyway, do, you got to do your own due diligence. Due diligence, you know. You you come to the podcast to hear about the Knicks, but um, you know, this is all part of the the, the, the um the story as well. So I mean, Fourth of July, Knicks um Knicks Instagram page. This is this is what I'm referencing. So they they post just simple um post. Happy Fourth of July. Okay, fast forward down to um to a post that I that I actually um commented on. This is by um. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if I should shout these these guys out because I, you know, I don't, I don't want to to throw any heat on onto these guys. But one of the guys he he puts out that um that uh they barely got out of Juneteenth pose out of y'all, you know, and they put a middle finger up, whatever. So of course people are gonna respond to that, you know. So um uh let's let's go to the the, to the man the main antagonist post here to that that responded to that. Uh, he just simply goes um let me pull this up here. He just simply goes, "Oh, that sucks, doesn't it?" LOL. You know, like what what is that about? That that's that's like that's like hostile. You know, say I know I know the first post, initial post was hostile, you know? Like um, you know, you you kind of putting the Knicks on on the spot cuz the Knicks didn't do anything. You know, it's just now 2020 that everyone wants to be wants to be woke now, you know? And then somebody just has to has to make the, "Oh, shucks." That you know, you know, like to chat to to like uh, make fun of of the dude the dude that brought up Juneteenth or whatever. You know, then he goes on goes on to talk about the country and this, that, and the other. Well, I'm not, I'm not going, I'm not saying that racism doesn't exist, or I'm not, I'm not trying to like belittle nothing. You're not trying to belittle nothing, but why even make the um the chastising post? You know, after that, you know, like a crybaby kind of thing. Why even do that? You know what I'm saying? You know, what, what was the purpose of that? What was the purpose of either of either post? Whatever, the, it's, it's a conversation that needs to happen, and that is that's exactly what happened in, in this um in this post. The conversation did happen. You know, people people didn't didn't get um, belligerent or anything like that, which is which is good. But um, you know, I, I tried to I tried I, I, the 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 um the comment that I that I put it put up in there because I know there's a lot of young people on Instagram making these comments on it, whatever. So I'm not a young person, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm someone that they used to be young. I used to say stupid things too when I was young as well. But you evolve as a human being. So when you evolve as 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 a, as a person, you get a certain um sense of reality, a certain sense of uh, of um of self. You know, uh, it's your duty to um, to um, to project um, or or to put forward like a thought to make someone else think. You know, you make make someone make someone um, care to be like, you know what? Let, let me let me find out what this guy's talking about. You know, this is this is not a clout post. I didn't post. I, I didn't send that. You know, to um, get people to follow the podcast. I got I, listen to the words that 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 um, that, I, that I say. You know, so I just made the point that there's a lot of people that are afraid out there, you know, they're, 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 throw these jokes out there, they, they're looking for the smallest little thing that they can grab onto and say, see, see, that's what I'm talking about, so listen, 
you know, nobody's trying to take take America from you. Nobody's trying to destroy America. What they're trying to do is is trying to wake you up to understand, to understand the truth of America, home of the free. You know, um, uh, the excuse me, land of the free, home of the brave. You know what I'm saying? You know that that's all a big mind fuck. You know what I'm saying? Uh, land of the free for who? What's so brave about about the um, about the um the the start of this country? You know what I'm saying? Now history builds and goes on. Right now, I'm I'm proud to be an American, and I'm quite sure a lot of people that listen to this podcast are too. Everybody's proud to be an American, but at the same time, when we get to this point, you know, to this point, 2020, where someone can could, could have a knee put onto their neck and could be killed, and then you go to do the comments, and you go through life and you talk to people, you watch TV and you see people talking about stuff. How could people have so many broad opinions about something that's so obvious right in front of you? You know, like like the term "Black Lives Matter" triggers people so heavy. You know what I'm saying? It's not it's not saying you're not saying that black lives are better, or that saying that black lives are, are are like um you know we want them to be stronger than than your life. No, no one's saying that. We just want to matter. <laughs> you know, if a comedian says that, people will laugh. You know, I say, listen, we just want to matter, fam. You know, like 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 roaches. You kill a roach, you just kill them like crazy, right? You know. Roach is like, yo, man, I'm just trying to eat something. Roach's lives matter, bro. Do you get it? You know what I'm saying? But not, not to say that, like, oh, hey, man, they're killing us, too. I'm a spider. Spider's lives matter, too. Like, um, okay. <laughs> well, uh, excuse me, that's not even the right argument. The, the, like, the spider would say, hey, but the, you know, the, the humans are killing spiders at a higher rate than, than, than they kill, kill black people, you know, the same other. Okay, cool. If that's the case, then let's protest for spiders, too. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, spiders' lives do matter. But until you acknowledge that the black lives matter and the plight that this has been happening with the um, black people in this country for, for 400-something years, and, and America for 400-something years, at least, 465 years, to be exact, you know what I'm saying? If if you're not gonna talk about 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 um that that acknowledge the um the the stuff that's been happening and stuff that is continuously happening to this day, then don't re- don't acknowledge the fact that it needs to change. Then um then um everything else doesn't matter. You know, cause all lives can't matter until Black Lives Matter. I just feel like that I I need to say that on this podcast after giving you all the next information to um to 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 throw that at at, at you. You know what I'm saying? It's a conversation that needs to have, and that needs to be had in this country. And um, you know, like you're starting to see statues being um, taken down, uh, cities are putting Black Lives Matter in the streets, whatever. Great symbolism, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, these statues, once they disappear, um, if if American history, uh, um, you know, repeats itself, um, they're gonna pretend like it never happened. Because what statue? I never seen a statue. Because they, they're, they're hoping that the next generation doesn't tell the next generation that doesn't tell the next generation. Then we're going to get to a point where there were racism? There was racism in this country? Where? Like, you know, and then people are going to realize, oh, there, there used to be a statue here. Oh, there used to be a statue there? I never knew there was a statue there for the last, you know, 30 years. I didn't know that. You know, because they want you to forget it. You know what I'm saying? You have to be, be, be careful of, of what's happening out there. So anyway, I'm getting heavy on you guys. You know, you know what I'm saying? Still a Dianix podcast, but you know we we just have to have to um have these conversations and um just like uh with with um with nine eleven like the, the the hashtag for that is never forget you need people need need to never forget what happened to um you know the blacks in this country and then just the way that the, this um country was made uh, off the backs of, of black people indigenous and other um 
quote unquote, unquote so-called minorities. You know what I'm saying? Ah man. So anyway, it's been Ibu to Any Star, host of the Dynamics Podcast. Let me um let me end this segment and then I'll take you out. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode of Dynamics Podcast. Recap episode, Fourth of July episode. And at the end, I got a little heavy on you guys, so I hope you guys appreciate it, man. This is Evo the Annie Star. I am a podcaster, audio podcaster. Now I'm starting to stream live episodes and stuff like that. Please build with the kid. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with your friends. Tell people about it. Interact with me on social media. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying my best here to, to put out some good stuff. I'm trying to get better at this thing. And um, just keep listening, man. This has been Evo the Annie Star. Host of the Diners Podcast, four fingers to the forehead, tucking your thumb salute. That's what you do when you see a diehard. So peace. See you guys on the next one.